Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Yes. Hey, Katie. Hey, Tay. How you doing? Oh, just swimmingly well on this wonderful... It's Monday. Damn, I was going to say Tuesday. (laughs) No, it's a Monday today. Uh-huh. All day. It All was day. Monday. I say that, but like I really didn't have much to do today. No, so I think because of the holiday weekend, um, I had one 30-minute phone call this morning. And then I, I don't have any more meetings this week. Wow. Which is both great and terrible. Because when I'm in the office and I don't have meetings, it's almost like... Pulling fucking teeth out of your head because it's miserable. Yeah. I feel that. Like, I can't read because I'm in the office. Correct. And yes, obviously I have work to get done. But it's like light work. It's almost like yeah. If you, I always say like if you stay on top of your stuff, there's days that you can just like coast. Yes, like you just deal with like the immediate issues that arise. Yes, which is a lovely feeling when you get to that. No, like right now I have two unread emails in my inbox, and yes, like I am working on other things, but like nothing that's super urgent. Yeah, and like I have like daily tasks that I have to do, or like I guess like weekly tasks that I have to do every week, but. If I was home, I could have, like, cranked out. Like, I'm almost, like, I take more time when I'm in the office because I'm, like, trying to, like, prolong. Yeah. Well, because there's nothing the worse than, like, being done with everything you need to do and then looking at the clock. Yeah. And being, like, wow, I still have, like, five more hours of sitting in this office right now. Yeah. Like, you might as well spread it out. Whereas, like, when I'm home, I'll literally wake up, bang as much shit out as humanly possible. Yes. And kind of, like, chill throughout the day. Which helps because I feel like a lot of my stuff for, like, being in healthcare, like a lot of my issues don't just populate always in the morning. They come after like users are using, using our technology. And then it's like, right. oh shit, this popped up and it's ha- like, can you help me? And I can be like, actually, yeah, I can. I have the time. Yeah, see, like <laughs> I have the opposite. So I work with Europe. Yeah. So like I, in the mornings, I always have like a lot of emails mm. because they've yeah. been working for like six hours by the time I get in. Um, and... <laughs> just like Katie glanced down at her watch and rolled her eyes. <laughs> um, so like, if I like, I had a question for them today, but I emailed them at eleven a.m. and they're home for the day. So like, I typically like the mornings are like catching up on everything from. I call it last night, but it's really like just like one a.m. Um, from like whenever like they get into the office and then the afternoons are like really dead for the most part, which like tech, that's typically when I catch up on like my other work, Mm -hmm. but every, like, first of all, it's August. So like everybody in Europe's been on vacation. That's true. Everybody in the U S this week is on vacation because labor day is coming up. Like half my team is out. Yeah. I would say a lot of my people, um, between this week and next week, it's like, there was like three people in the office today. Um, so yeah, and I get into the, I get in the office by seven a.m. So like by noon, I've already been working for five hours. That was like the so I feel like I'm thing. like done. Yeah, like when I used to get to the office at six thirty, like I was like noon. I'm like, bitch, I've been here, done that. Like I'm done. I'm over it. Um, 
<laughs> that's our work days. Not, yeah. that, not that we're here to talk about our work days, but yeah, I will say like, I was able to finish Fox Glove today on audio, which oh, was yeah. phenomenal. Fucking incredible. I do need to buy it. I am so upset though. So like, I don't own the US edition of Belladonna. I own the UK edition. So <laughs> cutesy little me went on to Amazon UK and I was like, let me pre-order the paperback. Oh, it's Fox probably Club. like it's next fucking year. hardcover. Yeah, the only thing available right now is hardcover. I'm like, but a I want to own it. <laughs> a lot of those. So I remember, I'm trying to think of what book it was that I bought. It was a YA novel. No, okay, it was Dance of Thieves. When da- when I was reading Dance of Thieves, I wanted to own it. It was out on paperback. But what's the second one? Vow of Vow of Thieves. Thieves. Yeah, that one was only out on hardcover. And like, could I have bought, I think in my bar trouble, they only had like paperback Dance of Thieves and then hardcover mm-hmm. Vow of Thieves. And so I went to pre-order the paperback Vow of Thieves, but it wasn't coming out for another like seven months. Okay. Like Akatar, uh, Court of Silver Flames, it only came out on hardcover at first. Like we had yeah. to wait until what? Like this, this year? Last the, year? Last year was it? Something like that. It was very It was recent. last year. It was last year. To get the paperback version. They do that a lot. Yeah. Same thing with Happy Place. You know what thing is frustrating? And I don't know if anyone else suffers from this. I like physically need them though. So now I'm over here thinking, well, do I need to buy the US versions as well just to have them? I mean, I, I, do. I don't need, I don't, I don't need to do that. But in my mind, I'm like, but I need to. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I like the US covers. I actually was looking at the They're UK pretty, covers. But I think the UK covers are cool too. Um. I've only ordered, I think, two things from Amazon UK, but I have a bunch of stuff in my cart, but I don't think I'm going to order it because I really don't have room on my shelves right now. I'm... Because I have... Okay. Yeah, I'm like getting packed. We are going to talk about Unravel Me, but we're just going to chit-chat for a minute first. Okay. Um, I love, obviously, Once Upon a Broken Heart, and I have... You're in the store. The exclusive... Yeah, I have the exclusive Barnes Noble editions for the first two. So obviously I need to get the third one. And they're all and they're signed. So I'm like, great. But the UK versions are so fucking nice. The they're paperbacks beautiful. are really, really nice too. Because I'm like, all right, do I need like the hardcovers too? No, I can just get the paperbacks. And they're pretty inexpensive. They're like nine euros or so maybe like $12. Obviously plus shipping. But... Do I, I don't think I need two copies of those books. Like, I like, I like the special edition hardcovers. <laughs> Maybe one day when I have more room, but I don't know where I would display them. That's, I literally, the other day I was like looking around, like, where do I I play? told Gil that I want to get another shelf in my office. It can go right next to my desk and it would be all like special edition covers. I think it's a good idea. Not that I have that many right now, or even just like books that are just like prettier than like a cartoon cover. I hear that. I'm with you. Yeah. And he's like, where are you going to put that shelf? And I said, right here. <laughs> Do. Idiot. Anyway, Good now idiot. we're getting divorced because... No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> he won't let me have another shelf. He won't let me have another shelf. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, I have no room for shelves here. Yeah, no, you definitely I don't. literally have nothing. The only thing I could do is maybe in my bedroom. Yeah. But, like, no. And also, like, you're in an apartment, like, I feel like they'd all have to be hanging shelves. They would like, have to. Then you, like, when you move out next year, you're going to have to patch everything up. I can't be bothered. No. I really can't be bothered. When I buy a house, then I will have the yeah. bookshelves of my dreams. 
So yeah. I will enlist my father-in-law and husband to build them. And I'll just watch. Yes. Done. Katie and I will watch with. And go shopping. Yeah. I'll just pop up <laughs> with like a bottle of wine and be like, oh, this is you guys great. are doing such great work. Little to the left, please. Actually, it looks a little crooked. Can you just bring it down a little bit on the right? Actually, no, no, no. It was it was fine before. We'll be back. It up. was perfect. It was perfect the first time. Oh. Anyway, unravel. Unravel me. That's what we're here for. Um, just another hockey romance that I made Katie read, but it's book three. You didn't make me read it. I know. I actually volunteered. You did. I'm just kidding. Take a joke. I fully support the hockey romance. Yeah. Um, it's book three and Becca Max playing for keeps series. So consider me is book one. That's Carter Beckett. Um, book two is playing up, oh, not playing, just play with me. Um, Garrett Anderson, who is like the love, but I love Garrett so much. He's a good one. He's, I liked their story. The as most. Yeah. His play with me is like far and wide. My favorite, um, I love Garrett and Olivia. I think that it could have just Carter and Olivia. What did I say, Garrett? Yeah. Honestly, the man's always on my mind. <laughs> no, yeah, I love Carter and Olivia. Um, I actually read it on my honeymoon last summer, last August, um, and no wonder my job list is this. <laughs> um, I was on my honeymoon. Do you know that for sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> But if you do work with me or the police, don't listen. <laughs> I was in a different country. You can't do anything. Um, I was in Greece on my honeymoon. We were at like a day. I don't even want to call it a day club. Um, just like relaxing mostly. I was obviously reading. So it wasn't like a club club. You know what I mean? Um, but like Gil and I like dabbled in a little bit of mushrooms. And I was like, I was like, I cannot put this book down. <laughs> I must finish this. I had to finish it. And I think I thought it was like hilarious, which the book is really funny. Looking back, and I did do a reread um, on the audio. The audio is actually really the good. The audio is good. I, both audiobooks yes. are good. Um, it was, there were like parts that I was like, okay, like it seemed a little long. And I think with Unravel Me, she definitely edited it down more than well, the other she two listened to people yeah she definitely i feel like edited it yeah a bit more and i know that she's been working on unravel me for like a long time and she got pregnant and then she had her baby so people were like ravenous for it and she was like yes and she was like waiting to put it out um until it was you know perfect for her so um i'm happy that, about it though because i feel like sometimes especially a lot of these i don't want to say it's just like hockey romances but like a lot of these indie authors started out right like writing like Wattpad like fanfic yeah I don't want not fanfic but you know what I'm saying um and I feel like in that format they are like longer mm -hmm. but when you publish them into books like obviously I think it helps to edit them down a little bit agreed especially because it's a hockey romance like it should not be an 800 page book. Agreed. I think like for certain things, a contemporary or a rom-com, I guess could be a little long, but like, but I even, think there has yeah. to be, like, but I think it has to be done right. Or like, but in, but in reality, like 800 pages, no, like, no, I just want to, I'm not, none of the, none of her books have been no, 800 no, no, pages. No, I'm no, just no. saying like in general, I feel like sometimes, and this is like even published people, like published authors though too, like they write 
and write and write. And most romances are like character character driven. Yeah. So when there's like not much plot and it's like all about the relationship, it's like unless like, so much you can keep. Yeah, going like with. unless you keep, I guess like causing like issues in the relationship or like or putting like barriers up or yeah. drama then like there's no reason for them to be that long like even icebreaker which i love like icebreaker really was a little too long yeah and i'm curious to see how wildfire is because now she's a publisher um if it'll be like cut down or like condensed a little bit um like another i mean again i know katie hasn't read them but the boys of tommen series those books are so long and i'm not complaining because the story that's being told deserves that much see sometimes like, it has to it be needs, yeah. like they need yeah they need to be like 600 plus pages it's the story needs it but she has been picked up by a publisher so so far each couple has gotten two books but the next couple is only going to get one and she's like come out being like okay originally Gibsy, Gibsy and Claire we're going to get two books it's only going to be one book but like don't worry I'm going to like tell their story I'm going to do it justice but I think like when you go into more traditional push publishing, they've, you know, they took it from a two book, which could be 1200 pages down to one, which maybe would probably be, I'm assuming like between five and 600, but like, even, I don't know, even like an author, like Emily Henry, which we love. If she was like, I'm writing a 500 page book. I'd be like, are you like, do we need it? Sure. No, no. Most romances don't need it. I don't think many romances need it. Anyway, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. I don't know either. We're in, we always say this. We're in rare form today, but I feel like I feel you know what it is too. I feel like we haven't had like a big book to. Su- I say we haven't talked about books, but we we definitely talked last week. But like we need more than one. We talk every week about we books. We do. We also talk <laughs> daily. We also do talk daily, and we also talk for like forty minutes before we start recording. So you'd think we'd shut the fuck up, but we just don't. Never. Anyway, so Unravel <laughs> Me is book three in Becca Max Playing for Keeps series. It follows Adam, who is introduced obviously in the first two books. He is the team goalie for the Vancouver Vipers. He's best friends with Carter and Garrett and Emmett. I love Emmett. He's a little. Cute. And Jackson, who I think is going to be, might be my favorite. I'm gonna wait and see until he's written. Um, but I feel like he's what we've gotten from Jackson so far. And we got a lot more of Jackson in this book than we have in the past. So in consider me, he's not even on the team yet. He gets traded to the team and play with me. And the boys kind of like adopt him like into their friend group. Um, so we get the most of him in unravel me. And I think that he's like a combo of like all of the guys kind of like, he's a little bit Garrett, a little bit Carter. He's like a playboy, bad boy. I don't know. I just feel like he's like more my type. Um, Adam is like super sweet. He's always been like, he's always gotten he along. He's the golden retriever. Yeah. Like he's Puppy in, golden in retriever. like the group text, like with the wives and girlfriends, like he's going to brunch with the girls. Like he's, they all, like, they all call him like dad. Or, yeah. Like, and they're like, <laughs> he's just like the sweet, lovable Adam. And in book one in consider me, he is like, cheated on pretty brutally by his like high school girlfriend, long-term girlfriend. She, he comes home, finds her with another man in their bed. And she is like kind of the worst person. She's the literal. Like she's the human embodiment of Satan. Um, She tries to block, she tries to get with Carter and consider me. Then she tries to blackmail him um, and like forces hit forces him basically to make it look like he's cheating on Olivia with her. Um, she is like 
it's like kind of revenge porn. She steals Carter's phone, takes like um, intimate photos that him and Olivia have taken and blackmails him with it. So um, pretty terrible as a person. And a lot of this book is like Adam dealing with the trauma that he went through from that relationship, um, her still sneaking in and trying to, she tries to like, can, she tries to pretend that they got together and that he was too drunk to remember and that she's pregnant with his baby. Meanwhile, she's pregnant with somebody else's. Um, but by the end of the story, she's gone. Um, Adam meets Rosie, who is a vet tech. I guess she's like in veterinary school. And they meet hiking. They're both out for hikes with his dog, Bear, and with one of the um, dogs that is in the... The shelter that she works at. The shelter that she works at. Thank you. Pugs? Pig. Piglet. 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 I was like, it's not a pug. It's a, I think it's like a German No, shepherd. I know. Like, I was yeah. trying to think of the name. I was like, is it Pugsley? That's Adam's family. <laughs> Piglet, yeah. Piglet is the dog. Anyway, they meet on this hike. It's like very insta-love. Very. Very. Okay. So I was reading a lot of the reviews after I finished this. And a lot of people complained about the insta I'm not a big fan of insta-love either. No. Like, it is not my favorite. Um, and the main complaints were the insta-love and how much that Olivia cried. Not Olivia. Um, Rosie, Rosie cries. cries. So I will say, though, because of what you learn, I guess I could have gone two different ways. Like, they're both dealing with past traumas. Like, they have a lot of baggage individually. Yes. So I think it's either in that scenario, they could have either taken their sweet time finding one another and like trusting the love and like the relationship because of what has happened to them in the past yeah. or because they crave it so badly that they jump head first. So I th yes. think what Becca did made sense. I was going to what say, she was going right. for. Like I agree because I'm not an insta love person, but I think it makes sense for the characters yes. to like look for family, like with each other. Yes. And like, yes, Adam was adopted and he has amazing parents and he has this found family with his teammates but I think that he's like longing for this stable relationship with somebody. Like he wants a family of his own and yes. Rosie. And that's not why they're, they're not together just because Rosie has like an instant family because she's a single mom. But I think like it kind of forces it to be a little bit more Insta than if it was a slow burn. Agreed. And like, same with Rosie, like she's been, she's um, lost her parents very young. Like there's trauma because of, that and like because of, of how they passed and like how she almost died as well then like she's completely like not at all cared for by her ex she only has two friends which are her roommates so she's got literally yeah. no one so again like and all she wants is stability for herself and her son yeah and someone to like she wants to be picked first and like someone is finally picking her so like i really do think it makes sense yes now let's talk about rosie crying it's a lot it is a lot. And but, I, as somebody who's not a crier, I was like, not again. Okay. Okay. I will say the only reasons why I could, I was trying to like put like my big girl glasses on. Cause I was like, okay, I'm getting really fucking annoyed too. Cause I'm a, I cry out of frustration Same. and I will say I've gotten a little bit more emotional since having a kid, but again, no one to back her up. She only has two friends. She's clearly not stable enough to live on her own. She just got like, so she's just getting like, 
punched in the face every direction that she turns. Like, lost her grant for school. Her ex is a fucking piece of shit. We'll talk about that next. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I know. We will have to talk about it. But, you know, I just, I, I'm trying to, like, wrap. And then she's, the baby, the kid's only what? How old is he? Two or three. So you're still dealing yeah. with postpartum hormones. I was going like, to say, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to, like, be a mature adult and, like, step back for two seconds. And instead of being like, this is how I feel about this, I was like, I can understand big picture why she would cry so much. Yes. I'm also like, this is my own. This is why I need therapy. Like, I'm not a big, like, big declarations of, like, love kind of person. Like, I have said it before, like, that the most embarrassing day of my life was my wedding because now everybody knows that I love my husband. <laughs> it's a joke. I loved my wedding. It was not embarrassing for me at all. But, like, that's the kind of, but like. that's, you're conveying how, yeah. Like, I don't need, I'm yeah, a, like, like, I, like, I refuse, like, we refuse to do our own bow. I was like, nobody needs to know how much I care about you. Like, your love language isn't that. Like, me it's marrying, not words yeah. of affirmation. It's, it's something different. Yeah. And like, I'm I, the same way too. I need words of affirmation, but, like, one-on-one. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be nice to me in front of other people. But you know what I mean? Like they are like always having these like big declaring moments, even when it's just like the two of them, like they're constantly like talking about their feelings. And like, if I, I could never date somebody like that. So I was like, shut the fuck up. Or just like, okay, I heard you. Is there something right. that you're doing behind my back? Because you have to keep telling me this. Like, that's where my mind would go. Right, that like, too. I, I was going to say, this? like, I feel like a lot of times, and again, they weren't on social media declaring their love, but like a lot of times when you see those couples who are like always like so like over the top with how much they love each other, they're normally the most like unstable couple. Yeah. Not that I think Adam like, and Rosie were unstable, but it gives it like gives that vibe at least to me like based on like my own personal mental blocks that i have um i think the only thing that honestly bothered me about this book was the ex um whatever baby daddy i don't know what he is ex-boyfriend like he it's one thing that if i think an ex was saying degrading things to me but if you're going to start neglecting my child and my kid like to the point where like they're inconsolable because they do not want to go to their dad. Yes. I would be like, then my kid's not going to you. See, like again, the dad obviously didn't fight for custody, but like when, when she found out that um, Connor was at his dad's alone in the apartment and the dad was at the bar yeah. with his friends, I would have called the police. Oh, I would have called the police. So too. that like there could have been proof. proof. Yes. And that would have been like enough to take custody. And there was no way that this man was going to fight anyway. Like, no, he didn't want him. Right. He did not want this kid. No. But like case in point, like with everything that was going on after like the first time, like the, the baby was like left in the pen by himself for hours and he was just crying or like, you are you bringing him over at this time? I have friends coming over. Like, I was like, then you're not seeing my kid. Like, yeah. You're not seeing the kid. Sorry. Like you didn't and, want like, the first time. Yeah. You're not getting any more. And I get like being... Cause like her friends were like, no, you have like, if, if he's supposed to have him today, it's his day. Like, don't let him walk all over you. Like you have to go drop the baby off. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I understand that. The, yeah. Like, but he wasn't just being like, he didn't want, he care. wasn't being manipulative, like with her time, no. but then taking care of the baby when he had him, he was being a very negligent parent. And that's different than being yes. like manipulative. Yes. So like, yes, if his time with the baby is saturdays like saturday like morning to sunday morning you're not like and he's saying oh don't drop him off until 12 instead of dropping him off at nine that's being manipulative 
he like literally was like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, why is he here already? But also he's neglecting the, the kid. Like, yeah. that's the bigger issue is that it's like he's being a bad parent. But again, like if my kid was like grabbing me and screaming that they didn't want to go, I'd be like, something's up. Yeah. Like what? That I'm not. But I wouldn't be like, no, you're going to go. I'd be like, okay, I'll keep the kid today. Especially because Adam's like, yeah, bring Connor. The man sets up a fucking room in his house. Yes. For the baby. So that was like my one thing that I was like, mm, yeah. I do not like this at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did see people saying that they're like, Rosie's like not a good mom because she like keeps like, pawn- she's not pawning the child off. I think she was young. First of all, she's super young. And like, she's trying to involve the father. Yes. Like she's trying to do the right thing. Apparently the dad like did kind of like leave for a bit and then does come back into the picture. And like, he says he wants to try. And he's also just like, a complete shithead. Yep. Also a young kid. Like, I think she's, what, 23? Yeah. She's a two-year-old. Like, so I, I, it's hard to judge her because she is somebody who grew, like, from a young age, grew up without parents, grew up in foster care. Yeah. Never. I mean, like, her parents, I think, died when she was, like, I want to say nine. But I was going to say like, nine. I was really okay. going to say nine, too. I'm not even kidding. Around that age. Um so it's not like she had parents or parental figures of like, you know, I mean, yes, until she was nine, but you're so young. Like a lot of your memories from that age, I couldn't tell you shit. Same. Like little league softball. Okay. Um, I just don't think she had, even though her friends were super supportive and were willing to watch Connor, I don't think she had like the support. I don't even want to say support. Like it's the different. tools, it's, I think, yeah. to it's like anything. navigate yeah. parenthood at such a young age not having parents one to rely on for advice or to have like she didn't have parental figures for like 90 percent of her life exactly so yeah you're just kind of figuring life out by yourself right and like yes adam was in foster care but for like a second yeah like a year maybe i think he was like three when he went into foster care and he was adopted kind of like right away um, by a professional football player and his wife. So like, and like but a very supportive, loving family. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying in a very amazing family. But like, yeah. he was too young to remember, I think, any of like the trauma. Not that that doesn't still affect you. I think a lot of things that happen to you that you don't remember from childhood, like still play a role in 100%, yeah. who you are today. But he had a very nice life growing up comparatively. And his parents are still so loving and so supportive um like he even like makes a joke that like the only time his dad was ever disappointed in him was when he chose hockey over football um and they're like still very involved in his life and his mom like loves garrett and sends garrett care packages so he had a very different upbringing um which i that was like a that was like a point of like contention between the two right like that she knew he was in foster care but didn't suffer like she did right and she was kind of like she like felt bad but she was like i almost like resent him for it because he can't like even yeah we were both in foster care he was adopted yeah Yeah. um and then he lies about what his job is which under okay understandable this though to a point to a point right like in the beginning i completely understand so adam's whole thing is that like after courtney cheats on him he wants to get back out there he wants to meet somebody he like wants to fall in love i find these hockey romances so funny so hockey in canada is a way bigger deal yes Especially in like certain cities, like I rem- like there was this guy in the Devils. He played in Edmonton, and when he came to New Jersey, he was like the star of the team. But he was like nobody cares who I am when I go out. No, he was like in Edmonton, like everybody cared who I was. Like there was like you know news reports about like it was more of like what like what the players 
if like they're not playing well, then like, oh, are they going out? Like whatever. Yeah. But there was like kind of like new, but I think it's funny. Like I don't think that there's paparazzi following any of these guys around. One hundred percent. No. Like hockey players at most. I don't say at most because I'm trying to think of what the biggest contract was like just signed by Austin Matthews, but like maximum making like maybe 14 million a year, give or take that's without endorsements. But like, then you have people like football players and Tom Brady. Yeah. Pulling in how much (laughs) right for a season. So like hockey players, as far as like, I feel like the big, there's like the big four, right? Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. That's what I consider the big four, at least in, in the U S Hockey's like the least popular sport. Yeah. So I feel like the players are the most underpaid and like the least popular of like celebrity like if status. I walked, if I went out with you, I would know who the devils were, but I wouldn't know. Like if I went, and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anybody. Like no, no. Like, you like if also, I saw certain all, basketball players, I'd be like, I know who I can. I, I could pick you out. Or you could just be like, that man is a basketball player, just based on like how high, how, how tall he is, how well he's dressed. We've been to bars with players and they are not that like they they look like just like normal dudes. Honestly, when you see them off the ice, they're not that tall. Like some no, I mean some of like, them are like six something, but like not like they're, out, they're like, like high five feet club. Yeah, like a lot of them are just like five eleven and like hundred and eighty five pounds. Like they just like are like look like normal guys. Um my friend was in Nashville. Where was the draft? No. Sorry, he was in Nashville for a game, and the team that was playing the Predators, they were all, like, out at a bar. And one of the guys was, like, a star. I forget who they were playing. This was, like, last season. But he sent me a picture, and he was, like, honestly, he's, like, I would never know that these guys were athletes. Hmm. And if, like, okay, if you're listening to this, just go look up, like, Jack Hughes or, like, Trevor Zegras. They are in their early 20s. A lot of people who, like, fan cast like college um hockey romances they cast these boys i call them boys because like they're literal children they're like 21 and they look like young boys like these are like so like it's funny okay yeah like carter is 28 i think adam's 26 but like a lot of these guys like off the ice just like look like your everyday run-of-the-mill like normal dude so So, like they're not being followed and like if they are it's probably like during the like again adam's not being followed during the summer just like at the park no like, maybe during the season, if the team's playing like shit or if they're all out at a club, like, yes, pictures are taken. I just, like, there's not paparazzi, like, waiting outside, like, to get yeah. a, catch a glimpse of them. I also think, like, going back to, like, the, the like, not telling the job thing, like, if I was someone who was loaded, I wouldn't just be, like, especially if I was, like, famous, like, and you didn't recognize me, like, I, my first thing is not going to be telling you who I am. Cause, like, I don't need you to be, like, now I'm even more interested because of, like, the dollar signs. No, yeah, like, you. that's what I was trying to get at. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> I do this all the time. I was like, what were we talking about? Um, yeah, no. I don't disagree with him not telling her. But I think at a point you have to, like, right. he should have brought it up a couple times and he just yes. did it. So he goes on, like, a bunch of dates. All of the girls, even, like, ones that he, like, thinks he's going to like, they kind of, like, present themselves differently and then once he gets to kind of like know them or they find out who he is they're like very interested in like status and his money and all that stuff and again there are a lot of people like that so i 100%. completely understand and i think it's worse in a city um yeah it is um like i feel like if you go to maybe columbus ohio you're not gonna have you're the same issues that you do in vancouver as a hockey yeah. player um no offense to anybody in columbus just different. It's anyway, very different. <laughs> just different. Um, so I understand at first, like when they first, and they met kind of 
Like they didn't meet on a dating app. It was very they, natural. Yeah, they met. Yeah. They met very organically. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I think like it would have been weird for him just be like, oh yeah, by the way, do you know who I am? I'm a goalie for the Vancouver. I'm like, wow, you're a cocky motherfucker. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> then I, it comes up on one of the dates, like, what do you do? And he says, yeah. I work in sports. And she just is like, oh, he's a really fit guy. He maybe he's like an agent or something, or he like works for the t- like a team. She's like not into sports, so she just is like, okay. But then she goes to his house. Yeah, I was certainly putting two and two together. Like I would, and like this, like he has like a very big contract. It's brought up a few times, like how he has this like crazy contract. So yeah. let's say he's making like twelve million a year. Again, I don't, I don't know anything about Vancouver real estate, but I'm assuming that that's very good for Vancouver. But like he's like living in like New York City. Yeah. Um, and she like doesn't like question again, like. So what do you do? Again, like even I would like walk in and be like, your house is beautiful. Like, wait, like I know you said you work in sports, but like, what is it that you do? Yeah, like come again. Like, yeah, like what exactly is your job? Like, can, can I get like it too? That's a normal question yeah, to like, ask somebody that you've been dating for a while that you've vague. introduced your kid to as yeah. well. Like, at that point, it's not like you're like, oh, like this man has money. Like, what do you do? Like, um, hi. Yeah, you said you worked in sports. Like, I thought maybe you were like. I don't know, an athletic trainer, like, yeah, or that like, can or mean a anything. personal trainer, like any, anybody that can be like, you are an equipment manager, which again, like I'm sure these people do make really good, not that, but not that kind of money. I can tell you right now, an athletic trainer does not make that much money. Maybe for <laughs> professional sports, team? but no, not that. No, no. I'm saying they probably make, Mo- unless you are the head athletic trainer of a fucking professional team. I can tell you right now, I knew someone that worked for the New York Jets who was an assistant athletic trainer back in 2015. They were making $38,000 a year. So go scratch. And you are working 24-7. There is no off days. Yeah. That's why I don't work in the profession anymore. (laughs) So I don't know. So I do agree that at first it made sense for him to not tell her right away. Yes. But then like the second that he like met. See, that's the thing too. I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like the second he met her kid, like you stop lying. Because, like, now that the kid's involved and the kid's getting attached. That was a serious move from from one parent. Give me a serious move. Or, like, at least, like. And she's only ever been, like obviously like she's not famous or like had the same issues no but she's been very open about what she's been going through yeah but she's been like very open um and then she has to find again like it kind of makes you feel stupid too like you feel really dumb when like your friends are like wait you don't know know who that is is. like he didn't tell you and then you and then she searches him and then sees that like yeah the ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend and then Again, all of like the paparazzi shots of him on dates with like random other like beautiful women. And she's like, I'm a mom. Like, she still has like a postpartum body, I think is like kind of like how she describes herself. I think she had a C section. Yeah. Um, So she's like not feeling great about herself. Um, And then she sees him out with all these like, I don't know, beautifully aesthetic women. Not that, right. Like, aesthetically, like, I guess like what you would say is like a picture perfect girl. I'm putting that in quotes because like just because you've had a C section or had a child, your body is still beautiful. I haven't had a child, but I've had a C section. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a C section and a child. So we all get it. I understand that your body looks a lot different. um, And And shit does not just go back to the way it was beforehand. So, So, no. So I understand. And like, there doesn't make me any less beautiful than Giselle. I'm obviously way more beautiful than all the supermodels combined. Um, so I wasn't saying it in that way, but I understand like as a girl feeling yes. insecure if I and saw, comparing yes. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, right. I, 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 would, I look at pictures of my old self and I compare myself. So like, I can yeah. imagine seeing like somewhat, like if my husband's ex-girlfriend was a fucking beautiful, like model, I'd be like, <laughs> great. Yeah, I'm no, fucking high in the corner. I'd be like, are you sure you can like, you sure you like this? You like everything that. you like about me yeah, right now. now. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Becca 
writes really good spice. Like, in all three books, the spice is really good. Um, I felt... Okay, so I've said this before with other books, too. That when the boy... The male main character is, like, super duper, super, like, loving and uh, cinnamon rolly and golden retrievery. It's a little weird for him to all of a sudden just be, like, extra dirty in the bedroom. Like, yeah. it made sense for Carter and Garrett to be like that. But not... But, like, Adam, like, I feel like he would be more, like, sensual and he would be more, like, I make love. Like, and then he started getting dirty. And I was like, I don't think Adam would say these things. <laughs> He's a nice boy. He's... Not that you can't be a nice boy and also be dirty, but he just didn't give me the vibe. He didn't give me dirty boy vibes. No, I'm with that. Yeah. I did love um, in the beginning how he like goes to the girls for advice and they have like their little like group chat. chat. They change the name of everything. Yes. (laughs) It's so fucking good. And they give him spicy um, audio books and they're like, listen to these. This is how. I love how what's his mate to face the old man and like the Hanks and like the group chats with them for this. Like, is that the meeting? Yeah. Because he listens to the dude who's like his last pick. I love him. I (laughs) love him. That's adorable. He's like, I'm blind, not deaf. Yeah. He's so fucking cute. Um, and I love, like, I, in all of the books, the found family trope, like, with the other boys and, like, with their, like, wives and girlfriends. It's it's cute. It's really cute. Um, Car- it's Okay, so I think I said this. I think we were talking about this the other day when you first started. I love Carter and Consider Me. He's annoying in this book. He. So fucking annoying. He I want to almost, push in the fucking pool and pull his head out of water. He almost <laughs> feels like a caricature yes! of himself in, in this book. Um He's, like, almost, like, too silly. Yeah. Like, the TikToks in the locker. Again, like, it's... I mean, like, I wish that, like, my team did. I think it'd be, like, cute and, like, funny. But, like, at the same time, like, I feel like he just... Like, the the shirts. Yeah. That man is not... I'm sorry. It was just... I don't know. You know how I... Okay. If you've listened to this at all, you know that I have an issue when authors put females... In, like, bad graphic tees that say, like, oh, like, not before coffee and, like, shit like that. Like, like listen, we're millennials. I hate, like, that, like, that millennial humor. Like, so, oh God, I'm going to offend, like, so many people. But, like, tchotchkes, <laughs> like, in your house that it's, like, I don't know, like. All the signs. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's, like, oh, like, cookies for bread. I don't fucking know. I'm just, I, I don't have any, so I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm trying to think what my mom has in her house. <laughs> Like, just offending her mother. Like, um, I don't know. Like, oh, like, my dog's, like, oh, like, okay, a mug that my aunt got me that's, like, like, this, like, this coffee's, like, 30% cat hair. I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're saying what I'm enjoying you trying to come up with the saying. Why am I having live, laugh, love? I don't know. Live, I'm, laugh, trying, love. I'm trying to come up. Like, un- like unattended uh, children will be given a puppy and a cookie. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> my grandma has that side. So, yeah, I didn't know there was something with dogs and cookies. I was like, there's something with cookies. Okay. Right. I was really enjoying watching this. Carter wearing, like, the hot dilf and, like, my like all those, like, graphic-y tees. If Tom wore a hot dilf t-shirt, like, that's funny for in the house. At the, or if we're going to, like, a family right. party. Like, if he was, like, trying to walk outside like that. Probably, yeah, like, going like, to, like, practice in it. Like, I was like, Carter, you're supposed to be hot. That's not hot. That's cringe. So cringe. Um, Garrett would never. My angel, my boy. Um, I did like, I said it before, the introduction of Jackson. So she was going to 
I guess like edit and like rewrite. She wrote a baseball romance. And if you're in her Facebook group, she kind of like um, posted a blurb a few months ago. I'm very intrigued by it. The baseball player. I think he's like mm-hmm. a first baseman. I don't know. He's he's there. Again, baseball, I don't know. He's on the field. He like sees the girl in the stands and like they're kind of like, he's kind of like flirt. I don't know. Whatever. It sounded, it sounded good. That was supposed to be her next book. But is she... She's going to do Jackson next. I know. I'm excited. Um, and she did message me and she said that um, I was like talking to her about Garrett. She's like, just wait till you meet Jackson because he might end up being your – she could be like, Garrett. Garrett was my favorite. Um, yeah. So Jackson, you do get a little insight into what his story will be at the end with Lennon, who is the new social media mm-hmm. girl for the team. Cool name. And he like wants to get her attention and she's just like – Ew. <laughs> and I love it already. And love it already. <laughs> she posted a teaser. I think she may have posted it to her um, stories too, but I know that's definitely in her group. And I know that they like have sex like very early on. And I think that like Lennon is just like, oh God, what did I do? And like Jackson's like, I'm in love. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a lot of that. That's like amazing. him being like, Cause he's like he's a he's a player. Yes. So yes. I think it's gonna be like he gets a little taste, he falls, and she's like, "Get this boy Spoil away from, from me. me!" And Amazing. he's gonna have to chase her. I and love that's the what chase. I'm hoping. I don't really know. That's just like. But I would I, love a good chase. I yeah. Love a good chase. So I know that's coming next. I think sometime in 2024. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about unravel me. I really just rambled about like hockey and things that didn't make any have anything to do with this book. Um, Adam does have the biggest dick on the team. That's confirmed. That is confirmed. And again, though, how big? Because, nine. Yeah. Nine I, inches. He says it in the beginning of the book. Yeah, but I feel like... Okay, do you remember that TikTok? It was going a while ago. It was, like, kind of popular a while ago. And it was a girl, and she had the tape measure. Yeah, oh, no, maybe I don't. And she was like, most girls are only getting, like, oh, this yeah. much. And then she's like, maybe this. And she's like... And then, like, she's like, like, pain, hospital... Like nine, like nine in. It's okay. It's everyone's always like, "Oh, my dick's like nine inch, my dick eight inches, whatever." Like in all these books, like I have a twelve inch cock. Good for you. First of all, go to a doctor. <laughs> what are you on? But it's more about girth. Like they didn't ever talk about girth. True. Is it like a pencil fucking thin thing? Because you and can't then, feel that. And there's like a lot of times like, oh, I couldn't even wrap my whole hand around it. I'm sorry. Is this how big? Is this how girthy <laughs> your dick? Again, go see a doctor. That's not normal that you have a problem. <laughs> what are you taking? Can you put your mouth around that? Sorry, I'm like showing the camera. Anyway, that's all I gotta say. Let's like let's let's write men with no, with normal nice size dicks, okay? Because I would run screaming. And talk about the fucking girth. <laughs> if you tell me you have a nine inch dick and that I can't even wrap my hand around it, and then you expect that to fit in what holes? I'm going. I'm, I'm running leaving. for the hills. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm you saying, know you know what? what? This is great. <laughs> I know we have a connection, but I don't think this is going to work out. No, we're not going to really connect, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, we did put our schedule out on Instagram. So next week we're doing Spilling the Tea, then Out on a Limb by yep. Hannah Bonham Young. Always a. I always. If you have more than two names, I feel like I'm like panting by the time I get that out. Uh, then another Spilling the Tea. And then A Curse of Dark and Lonely, Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer. Say that. 
I always, yeah, it's, I mean, whatever. That's anyway, that's it. That's it. So spilling the tea out on the limb, spilling the tea, a curse of dark and lonely. Um, we are going to a defy the night event with the author the week before. So we'll be recapping that event during the curse of dark and lonely episode. Um, that's it. I think that's it also. Well, if that is it, then Katie sign us out. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. See you.